Hello out there, Bibliophiles, and welcome back to another episode of Drew Archives in 10. I'm Andrew Salvati, adjunct professor of media and communications here at Drew University, and I'm here with Candace Riley, manager of special collections. Hello, Candace. Hi, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. So we have some Charles or Chaz Adams works here in front of us. We do. I wish they were original because I am a, a very big fan of Chaz Adams. Um, I feel like I'm very familiar when I call him that, even though I know he, <laughs> yeah. he preferred Chaz rather than um, Charles Adams. But I love the Adams family. I, mm-hmm. I love everything about it from its comics to the early television series to the movies. So I love looking at these comics. These are three books that we have within our Chesler collection. And the Chesler okay. collection um, is all about visual culture. Mm-hmm. So there's about 2,600 books in that collection. And I think we've talked a little bit about that collection before. But these are three books that I think are really fun to take a look at. And I show them mostly during Halloween time. But mm-hmm. I thought, why not? Let's talk about the Adams Family today. Sure, sure. So I love the Adams Family. They come from Westfield, New Jersey. Well, that's where they originated <laughs> because yeah. um. Uh, Chaz Adams grew up in Westfield and they said he was a little bit of a troublemaker and right. he was inspired by the architecture within Westfield, New Jersey, yeah. which makes perfect sense for how the Adams family house looks. Absolutely. So you have that nice Victorian facade, these really big windows and no house in Westfield, New Jersey really looks like the Adams family because it's not like within a cemetery or a swamp. Right. Um, but you get that kind of feeling of the architecture vibe sure. from Westfield. You and I know the area well. I am from Scotch Plains originally, right next door. My wife is from Cranford. And as you mentioned uh, prior to recording, uh, spent a little time in Kenilworth. Yeah, I, Kenilworth. And then I was in Berkeley Heights. So Union County is yeah. very familiar to me. <laughs> um, had many a time at walking through Westfield. But when I was a kid, I did not know that... The Adams yeah. family came from Westfield, and I think I would have loved that town even more <laughs> if I knew. Um, but then um, he he started his career from Westfield, and he went to art school, and then he ended up living in Manhattan near the end of his days. Okay. Um, but you can see a lot of that inspiration in the Adams family for their location of their house from Westfield, New Jersey, which is really cool. Um, but I love the Adams cartoons because... They really are actually a wonderful, loving family, but they're very just twisted and macabre. Yeah. Um, they often talk about how Morticia Adams, who is the mother of the family, is like actually a wonderful mother mm-hmm. <laughs> to her kids. Um, and that the relationship between Morticia and Gomez is actually a beautiful marriage. Yes. So it's a really fun cartoon because you're seeing this wonderful little tight-knit family, but they're just very dark and twisted. And everything is the opposite. So um, Adams was taking then the ideal family of like the 1940s and then just twisting it, yeah. which I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, and you certainly got that sense from, I mean, I'm really only familiar with the movies from the early 90s, but yeah, you have Raul Julia and Angelica Houston, right? The, mm-hmm. the romantic uh, couple who is very much in love. And I remember from, I think it's from the second movie, right? Morticia's reading the cat in the hat to the little baby, right? So, you know, spending time with family, doing all the quote unquote usual things, but just, Mm -hmm. as you said, with that little macabre twist. And I I love it. And these comics were originally featured in the New Yorker magazine. So he was an illustrator for the New Yorker. He actually was friends with Ray Bradbury as well and Alfred Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing actually came out of like a 
a media thing with Bradbury. They were planning on doing something together, but nothing ever came to fruition, oh, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but he was within these circles of these, you know, really very famous creators. Um, and so you can see here in these books, we have a lot of his drawings, not just the Adams family, mm -hmm. but his other cartoons. These were all then submitted to the New Yorker. So he drew a lot. Yes. And was very prolific. And the Adams is featured on almost every dust jacket that I have mm -hmm. here. One volume does not have one because it's clearly his most famous one, um, where you then have the original part of the Adams family, which is Morticia Gomez, the father and the mother, and their two uh, kids, Wednesday and Pugsley, their butler Lurch, the mother, um, the grandmother, and um, Thing, the disembodied hand, came in as well a little bit later. Okay. And you don't get their their littlest addition to the family until the 90s movies, mm -hmm. which is called Pubert. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a very tight-knit family, and these cartoons kind of go through their little escapades. Um, the more recent Adams Family movies kind of harken back to Adams' original style because okay. they're animated. Right, yeah, they um, can do that. And they talk about the different locations in which the family can live. And that's kind of been fun throughout um, television and the cartoons. They keep changing where they live. Okay. So um, the comics show them in this nice residential, very Westfield, New Jersey. Yep. And they live in a normal house with a cemetery a little bit. But then you get the cemetery a lot in the 90s movies where they're living throughout the swamp in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. And then in, there's a Broadway show in the early 2000s. They lived in Central Park, which is different. Okay. Yeah. And then they lived in an abandoned asylum in the new movies in New Jersey. So they returned ah. to New Jersey. <laughs> um, so it's been kind of fun. And I read something earlier that Chaz Adams um, asked for his body to be cremated and buried in a pet cemetery. <laughs> So I was like, that is of course he did. <laughs> very on brand for the Adams family, which I really love. So yeah, these, these are really fun compendiums of Adams' work. They're all a little bit dark and twisted. Yeah. He has that, that vibe that is constantly there, which I really appreciate. Um, but has there any ones that you flip through that are kind of... Yeah, well, the, this one that I'm looking at right now, uh, it is. Uh, it looks like a uh, maybe a bedroom scene, uh, and there's a man, presumably a, a husband, uh, who's in the doorway, uh, looking very sad and looking over at presumably his wife who is sitting down uh, and looking at herself in the mirror, and she is dressed in the morning attire with the you know, long black veil. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you look at her reflection in the mirror, she's smiling. Yep. <laughs> so it's like she's getting ready for her husband's funeral. Yeah. That he's not dead. That he's not dead <laughs> he's yet. Not dead but yet. Uh, something's going on and he's worried. Yes. Which it, there's always that like kind of sinister but comical dark comedy. Yeah. And I feel like that is very <laughs> on brand for Adam's. And like you, I'm just flipping through here and you, you see so many like different versions of Halloween type of creatures and they're really, they're really funny. Like, I think his cartoons are really great. Um, and these are all, like I said earlier from the New Yorker. Like, yeah. They all kind of do have that New Yorker vibe to them. Mm -hmm. Like there's one that I'm looking at that is a, a maid who's opening the door to possibly an architect's studio. And he has on, on the wall of a studio, a drawing of a, a church, presumably mm -hmm. of what they're doing. And then the model on the table has little bats around it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just showing that it's a yeah. little bit haunted, a little bit spooky. Um, 
That's funny. Yeah, you do kind of have to look at the details a little bit to see what's going on because at first glance, if you're too quick, like you might not have noticed those bats, but <laughs> which is part of like the charm of the Adams family, right? They have like this menagerie of things in their yeah. house that if you're just not paying attention or with the little quips they're saying, you miss it. Yeah. Um, like I know in the early Adams TV show that uh, Pugsley, the son, wanted to become a Boy Scout, and mm-hmm. the family thought this was the worst thing in the world. They sought a psychiatrist, and the, the psychiatrist did not know that Pugsley was like a Boy Scout. They thought that the dark side of the family was the bad thing. So they're trying <laughs> to treat the the macabre, not the Boy Scout thing. Yeah, but and they said even like uh, one time Wednesday came home with a pink dress on, and they flipped out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there's a comic here I have open where Wednesday Adams is furious. She's pounding on the bed and her mother and grandmother open the door and they say, oh, she's furious because they put her on the honor roll at school. <laughs> so it's something, you know, <laughs> that they would be excited about normally, but it's always the opposite for the Adams. So, yeah, these are just I, we have within the Chesler collection, these are kind of lovely compendiums of comics, mm-hmm. which I think are really important, especially because it would be hard to have a whole collection any other way, like if you're at the yeah. periodicals. And these volumes are all from like the 1950s and 60s. So really, these, really fun. These are great. Some of them, though, uh, a bit racist. Yes, and that is telling of the time. Yeah. Uh, two, at least, that I've seen so far that, that feature uh, what might have been described at the time as savages, right? Um, so yes. we have these... Uh, dark-skinned characters who uh, look a little bit monstrous or or apish, even. Yeah, and I think that is something that I, I try to tell students to always keep in mind when they're looking through some of these images, like really even from the 90s and older. Yeah. It's that you will come across racist and prejudiced images and items within our even text culture as well sure. that you just need to kind of prepare yourself for. And, yeah, um, and situated in yeah. its time and place. Um, not to say that it wasn't wrong at the time, too, mm-hmm. because it Absolutely. was. But uh, people critiqued it at the time, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, a little bit jarring when you're seeing some of these really, really funny little sketches and scenes, and then you turn to one that that has, you know, witch doctors and things. And, Absolutely, yeah. and that happens a lot within the Chesler collection because yeah. we have so many older volumes, mm-hmm. um, but also within our witchcraft collection, that's yeah. a problem as well. Yeah. So it's something you have to take in mind when you visit an archive is right. that this you will most likely come across something like this. But yeah, I think these are, um, overall, It's these are nice kind of looks yeah. at Adams and then um, a look at the, what the New Yorker was publishing what they were interested in at the time. So if you're interested in the New Yorker's history or the history of a cartoon artist, these would be kind of fun things to take a look at. And also if you just love the Adams family, yeah, <laughs> like I do, right, right. they are really fun to take a look at Absolutely. and see the development of the Adams family style mm-hmm. as well as the development of their characters over time. Morticia still has that long black dress that I think that has never changed. Yeah. Um, the pale skin, the red lips. And Gomez is always a little bit shorter than her and has the mustache. And that is very traditional for them. Yep. But the pinstripe suit came in later on. For oh, Gomez. yeah. Look at that. He's kind of got a, like a, a gold or a, a green sort of suit on. I can't really tell. And in the early comic books, Wednesday um, always carried the little octopus with her. Oh, interesting. So that was not 
included in the 90s movies. Um, but that was a, a staple of Wednesday's character. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But I encourage you to take a look at these and the rest of our Chessler collection. There's 2,600 items. I have not seen them all yet. <laughs> and I don't think anybody has. So it'd be really good if you came in and took a look. Thanks so much for sharing these, Candice. Sure. That's our show. To take a look at some of the materials we've discussed on this and other episodes of Drew Archives in 10, head on over to the Special Collections and University Archives website at drew.edu forward slash library forward slash SCUA. You can also check out images of some of the materials at the Drew University Participatory Archives at dupaarchive.org. That's D-U-P-A-R-C-H-I-V-E dot org. There's a lot of great stuff there, and the collection is growing every week, so I hope you check it out. That's it for now. And remember, you can now find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So if you like the show, give us a follow. If you love us, share us with a friend, or consider leaving us a rating and review. We'd love to know what you think. So for myself, Dr. Andrew Salvati, and for Candice Riley, Manager of Special Collections, we'll see you next time on Drew Archives in 10.